It is the Sleepers Podcast, first podcast, off-season edition. You have not even heard our thoughts on the national championship game, but we are back at it with an interview. Maybe our best interview. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little biased, but that we just got done with it. I think that was our best interview we have done with Dayton Flyers legend, Devin Oliver. And with me, as always, is the Sleepers media legend, Carter Elliott. One of two of Sleepers Media. Some say the most important member of Sleepers Media, depending on who you ask. I think it's Greg, but you know, that's near to hear there. But yeah, we got Demo on this interview, first of all. So it was, like Greg said, it's a fire interview. Demo is super cool, honest with us. Me and Greg know Demo because he's from Kalamazoo area. So we see him in the summer sometimes. I've hooped against Demo before in the past. Really cool, really humble dude. Uh, and was just like straight up and honest with us on this interview. So it was, it's good stuff. You're going to love this for sure. Yeah, I'm not even going to give any teasers away, but just listen to it. This is an hour of some of the best just hoop talking conversations uh, that I've ever had. So Demo knows his stuff. He's a very entertaining dude, great player, loves the game. That's one thing that definitely came through. Like, wow, he really loves hoop. Um, so listen to it. Hope you enjoy it. Carter and I do owe you some postseason content here. We're going to have to deep dive. We do, but at, and, and I'll be honest with the folks, G, we were going to do it after the interview, but like the interview went so well and it was so good. Like we don't want to take away from any of the content on that. So we're going to do another episode and we're going to have quote unquote, the sleepies and we will award our awards for the year and talk a little college basketball, but we're just going to get right to the interview on this one. Cause it was good stuff. Yeah. Too good. We can't we can't stick Demo like seventh in the batting order. He's batting lead off. He's hitting cleanup. He's doing it all. So that's what we're gonna give him. Enjoy the interview. We will record another episode that will be out next week with the Sleepies, our postseason awards, and all of our thoughts on how the Baylor Bears were able to successfully do what I said they would do and take down those front-running Gonzaga Bulldog frauds. even though we weren't talking college hoops you knew g was gonna get that in i had to get to it um and now let's just get a word from our sponsor and then go straight to devin oliver you know what i say on everything no i'm not gonna do that on this one all right folks as always this podcast is presented by the official app of sleepers media and that is the locker room app this is the new app for talking sports culture music i mean anything you can think of people are on this app talking about it you have fans you have actual nba players actual professional athletes professional i mean reporters anybody is on this app talking sports talking anything i mean i can get on this app right now and i'm going to tell you what rooms are open i'm not going to lie because greg called me out last time but we have nate duncan in an nba room right now we have a champions league room going on right now a room about tanking and basketball and a marvel discussion like there's all types of rooms on here it's free to download free to use everybody's getting on it don't be behind get on the locker room app use it it's great and the sleepers are on there every week so you can come listen to us and tell us that we're wrong right when we say something wrong that's Nate Duncan, like 150,000 Twitter followers, Nate Duncan, by the way. It's just live in locker room. I opened the room last week, and Bill Simmons was in locker room. 
talking like, to masters. Yeah, with three of his boys, like House and the other dudes that are always in his podcast, just live. For, for anybody out there who watched Last Chance You, the basketball season, Coach Ken Hunter was on Locker Room a week before that, and I was able to talk to him, and he was on for an interview, and we were chopping it up. He's from the Detroit area. Like, it's the possibilities on the app are crazy. People are starting to flood to it. We've been telling you about it for a while. I don't know how much, I mean, at this point, if you don't have it, then there might be something we can do. Get right. Yes, sir. Locker room, got the Spotify money. They got the big guests. They got the talent. And they, they got may the or may not have paid our Buzzsprout subscription. So you might have to listen to this on YouTube. But we're working on it. We're working on it. Get the Locker Room app. It's dope. We love them. Good people. Great app. Back to the Sleepers Podcast. All right, we got a great guest for you today. Kalamazoo legend, Dayton Flyer legend, Turkish League legend, maybe international <laughs> legend. We've got Demo himself, Devin Oliver. What's going on, Dev? What's up, fellas? What's going on? Not too much, man. Chilling. I appreciate the maybe, maybe Dayton and Kalamazoo legend, but I don't know about Turkish legend. Hey, <laughs> hey, when I think of Kazu, Demo comes to mind before Derek Dieter. That's all I'm saying. But we appreciate our guy <laughs> hopping on the show with us. Uh, there's a little time difference in Turkey where he's at right now, but he is taking time out of his night, early morning right now to be on the show. So we yep. appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you guys. Shout out Sleepers Podcast. Yes, sir. So let's start with the the first legend that I just referred to you as, Kalamazoo, the city that I call home now. And the city that I, I mean, you you still make it here every now and then. But even when I was first moving here, when I was learning about like the high school hoop scene from my boy TJ and Joey, they're telling me all about bro, we've just had killers at K-Central for years. And it was always you, it was your team, it was Doug Anderson. And I know Cart was obviously playing on some pretty good teams during the same time. So let's let's talk about what was it like to be on such a high school powerhouse with the talent and the guys around you. And I guess follow-up question to that, this is long-winded, but what would have happened or what did happen if you met those boys from country day? Hey, Hey, hold on a second. First of all, we did meet <laughs> and what we're, and just know Demo, we edit this podcast. So I will edit it out, but you can go ahead and talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> oh man. Listen, first and foremost, the thing I'll say about Kalamazoo is I love being from Kalamazoo. Like you said, I always get a chance to get home. When I come home in the summer from, from, you know, being 10 months over here, I go to the crib. I'm, seeing, I'm hanging with the fam. I'm seeing my people. I'm seeing Joey. I'm seeing, you know, these guys that I grew up with, you know, which is one of the coolest things about that city. Um, high school basketball, uh, man, I mean, we went, you know, the, our Dayton run, but I think winning those state, that state championship in high school. I will say my junior year we played Cardinal, and we did lose. We did lose. They had a, they had a crazy team that year. Yeah. Um, they had the big boys. They had Deshante and uh, Amir. Right. Yeah, Amir and uh, uh, who uh, Donovan Kirk was on that team too. I think Kirk too. Yeah, yeah, that team was. And it was a good game. I remember Doug caught a couple of bodies that game too. Yeah, yeah, Doug boys got his then, back next year though. So. And I didn't even play that game. I didn't even I play that game. I know, year. still yeah. got us. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, a lot of credit got to go has to go to Mike Thomas, man. This dude is. I'm telling you, I I hit him up the other day because I'm sure you guys know he just won a state championship with Grand Blank. 
First time they've been there in 69 years. And he beat Ann Arbor Huron, which is the team we beat my senior year. Mm-hmm. So I hit him up and just, you know, he's just saying how thankful he was for the guys. And I'm like, Mike, you changed my life, man. My, my, I remember going into my junior year. I played sophomore or varsity my sophomore year, but didn't really play. And i never forget, Mike got the job when I was on a golf course. And he called me and he was like, yo, this Devin? I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, this Mike Thomas, some of you first, uh, your new head coach. You're going to be my man. You're going to be the guy. And we're going to win the state championship. And you're going to be unanimous all state. I was like, <laughs> okay, say less. <laughs> <laughs> and, and from then on, man, and all the guys he's had, he's been able to have success with them. You know what I mean? So a lot of credit has to go to Mike Thomas for, for what he's done in Kalamazoo. You know, he kind of got that that ball back rolling, especially during that time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I was lucky enough to be able to get coached by Coach Thomas. So Coach Thomas went to Albion College, the school that I went to, all, school's all-time leading scorer. Coach Thomas was a bucket bucket. Don't ever sleep on that. But, like, I've, I've heard things. I've heard, you know, people from Kalamazoo talk about Coach Thomas and the coach he is and, like, the culture he creates and the hard work, that, you know, the ethic, the work ethic that he brings is just bar none. And he, bought that, he brought that to Albion with me. I mean, you know, there was a lot of times me and Coach Thomas were getting in the gym and he – he'd be getting on my ass all the time just cause you know, he had, yeah. I mean, listen, I was last, this last summer when I finally could, we could finally start getting in the gym. I was driving up to grand blank to work out with this guy. Like, <laughs> and he's screaming at me, yelling at me. I'm doing suicide conditioning shit. You know, if I'm missing free throws, I'm doing so su- I'm shooting a high career, high percentage from the free throw line is because of this guy, you know, like just the way he carries himself, what, what he believes in, you know, how much, uh, dedication he gives to the guys that he cares about is, is unmatched, man. I really hope now he gets a real chance at the college level. You know what I mean? For sure. Hey, because I think he deserves winner, that. Winner, winners win, man. And that's that's coach. Coach Thomas, what this is is what because of COVID last year. It's probably the second year at Grand Blank, probably. So like yeah, they got cut short last year. Yes, that's it's crazy, crazy, man. Yeah, he's gonna have chances for sure if he wants them, but yeah. not until he gets another chip next year, though, because their three best players are back. I mean, he bring Tyrod, R.J. Taylor. Like the the group is back next year because we've. So I coach. I'm an assistant varsity coach for Comstock High School, and we've ran okay. into Coach Thomas a couple times just in like summer tournaments and all that. And like yeah. they're always nasty, and it's always fun to watch yeah. him do his thing. Like, yeah, the, you can tell like the players love playing for him, and there's almost like a freedom and a sense of trust from the guys who are his guys. At like RJ Taylor's a kid. He's, I think he's a sophomore this year. Their little point guard who I, I think led him in scoring in the title game from what I watched. And like, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this guy, like, who is this kid? He's got to be a yeah. senior or he's got to be going to like at least the D2 level already. And come to find out, he's an underclassman who just has like all the IQ in the world and is getting to his spots and obviously got the skill to hit the tough shots too. But it's like, he, I, I got to imagine as a guard or like a primary playmaker, it must have been really fun to play for Coach Thomas. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was kind of like, it's funny because I spent, a, you know, the couple weeks that I was up there with Mike this summer, I got to see RJ. And I was like, wow, this kid is, he's got a great feel for the game to be a sophomore, you know. I was a skinny twig as a sophomore. I didn't know what the hell was going on, <laughs> you know. So to see that, um but yeah, and then they got Tyrod. Yeah, they got man. They they could definitely do it again, no question. Sure, and I I think people, for anybody who's from Michigan and kind of was playing basketball during that 2010 2011 time, like 
Coach Thomas and KZU Central were taking like the state of Michigan by storm. Like <laughs> they had a squad. I don't I want to get any of these names wrong, but you have uh Darius Norman, I believe it was, and the goggles, uh TJ Buchanan, like the they had Tavia Moore, just a bunch of guys. Like they were just taking the Tyler Bell, rest in peace. Oh, yeah, rest in peace, Tavia. Like they were just, I mean, they was just taking the state by storm. They had the I still remember it. I seen a calendar picture of y'all like on a on a car with like the, the army <laughs> vest on. I was like, oh, so they're official now. Oh, they yeah, can't. That move. was fun, man. The cool coolest thing was like we had all grown up playing basketball together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, I would say the it was just like a true team mentality. You know, whenever I I've been in a situation like that, things have always gone well for me. That's the, the coolest thing to have a group of guys who have camaraderie and you all play together and play for each other and you win. Nothing better than winning. I don't I don't understand what people scoring and that shit is cool. I love it. But winning, nothing beats winning, man. Nothing beats winning. It's that competitive drive. So okay, That's let's right. jump. Let's jump to the Dayton years. And obviously, I think people listening to this, if we get any Dayton fans who are new listeners to this show listening to this, um, they're they're gonna be familiar with all four years, but especially the the senior year run you guys made to the Elite Eight. But I'm I'm curious on the front end of this because you committed to Brian Gregory and then there was a coaching change after one year, a, a guy, a lot of college basketball fans are familiar with now Archie Miller. I'm curious what that whole experience was like, because especially with today's world of college basketball, there are not a lot of guys who will stick through a coaching change. They're going straight to the portal. The first excuse they get. So what was that process like of switching coaches and, and what was your thought process like with that? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I remember I had an assistant, Dayton had an assistant by the name of Cornell Mann. He was at Western before. You guys probably heard of Cornell. Is, is, he, is he at Missouri now? Or is he, where is He's he at? at Missouri now. Yeah. Yeah. I think he yeah. was at Michigan and for a couple of years too. He was at Michigan for a couple of years too, yeah. And he was a good family friend. And Corn basically put his neck out on the line for me to come to Dayton. BG didn't really recruit me. You know, this is early on um, before my senior year started of high school. And... Then we went to the, to the state championship and BG, you know, saw a little bit more of me. So it was cool. But then after he left, um, coming into my freshman year, we had four guys and we had, you know, we had me, Ralph Hill, Juwan Staten and Brandon Spearman. We were like a top, I think we were 16th or 17th recruiting class. And after BG left, Juwan and Brandon left and Ralph stayed. And then after that, after that next year, Ralph left and then I stayed and I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I was like, I've always been raised to kind of just stick things out, you know, like, even though it might be difficult is you're going to get some growth out of it. You know what I mean? I think there's been small things before that, but that experience specifically was really when that was embedded in who I was, who I am as a person, you know what I mean? And me and Archie didn't see eye to eye a lot, you know? We basically grew to understand each other. By the time my senior year came around, I understood him. He understood me. And again, it was like at Central, we we just had a true team mantra and, and things worked out the right way. Um, but yeah, Greg, you said about the transfer portal nowadays. I had no idea what that was. Like, <laughs> I knew I could transfer, but I didn't know what that process looked like. I didn't know what was going on. Now I see every other day this guy's entering the transfer portal he can check his draft stock like that wasn't even possible when i was in college 
Right. And you know what? That's for everybody out there who, you know, is always when they look back on those stories of people who stuck it out and, you know, you stuck it out, you see good things happen. Demo is a good representation of that. I mean, freshman year stats, we got what? I mean, you weren't even playing. I mean, one point, four points per game, just not playing that many minutes. There's a lot of people who are dipping up out of there after that. But, you know, right. you trust the process, work hard, keep your head down. That was, you know. It just shows who you are as a player and a person, you know, that and got to shout another shout out to Mike T on that. Cause I know he was, I know he was on you. For sure. Got to get a mentality. You know, I just, I think that's why, you know, a lot of Dayton fans still to this day, you know, continue to show love and reach out to me because they, you know, Dayton's that blue collar city, a guy, they like people who are going to put their head down and get to work. And I improved every year, man. I, I remember two, three in the morning being in the gym, like, we had ultimate access to our gym and I would be in there and each year, each year I just got better. I get, thank God we went to the lead eight my senior year or it really would all been for nothing. But <laughs> we did it. We did it. So it was worth it. Yeah, man, it was worth it. So I know we have a lot of Michigan fans who have discovered our show and have listened to some of our episodes. So in case there's any Michigan fans, I feel obligated to ask this question because Joey, our boy, has always gassed up the fact that there was a potential Devin Oliver commitment to Michigan in the works and that there was a spot between Devin Oliver and Tim Hardaway Jr., who Michigan fans will know all about. I have to ask, is that a true story? Yeah, man. You know, Beeline, Beeline was probably at every open gym we had my senior year, uh, or actually my junior year. He would be there all the time, and we laugh about it now because I played a couple years with Jordan Morgan as a professional, and Jordan said he's talked to Beeline, and, and Beeline said he, he – I don't know how true this is, but he said that he kind of regretted not giving me that opportunity. He said the reason why he didn't give me the scholarship, offer me the full scholarship, was because he said I didn't rebound at a high enough level. And that ended up being the thing that I probably do best as a player. I was, I was just going to say, you was averaging probably damn near close to eight, nine rebounds. Yeah, year, so, year. So. But listen, you know, I, I remember at the time I was mad, like, oh, he just he just got look because he's Tim Hardaway's son. But nah, Tim, 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 Tim's got it. You know, I, I feel a little bit better about not getting that scholarship. And <laughs> hey, Demo, there ain't nothing wrong with not going to Michigan, man. You good. Yeah, oh, yeah. As as I've gone along, I, I've I've been more and more thankful that I ended up going to the University of Dayton. <laughs> right, it all worked out. Yeah. Now, if State would have called. <laughs> Man. Uh, you know. Yeah, the, the streets need did, – did Western come calling at all? Yeah. I got a crazy Western story. That's, that, okay. Please, I'll drop please. it. So hey, the floor, time, hey, the floor is yours. <laughs> one time in high school, we – you know, I would go up and play open gym all the time with the Western guys. And one time I went up there and played open gym and I'm up there talking shit. I'm a, I'm a young high school kid. I'm hooping. I'm, I'm playing well in this open gym. I'm competitive. We're competitive. We're men. I'm going to talk trash, you know, somehow it got back to coach Hawk who had been a family friend spoke at my fifth and sixth grade basketball banquet. Cause both my parents played basketball at Western. Mm. So, you know, family friend for a long time somehow got back to him that I was saying that I was too good for the Western Michigan University and that I would never be get caught playing there. I don't know if some of the guys from the team went back and told him that, but that got back to him and they completely stopped all recruiting of me, bro. Oh, no. And no, someone on the team had that agenda. They was like, and it's oh, like, shit. It's like <laughs> me and Mike T would talk about it all the time. You got, you got 
me, you got Doug Anderson, you got TJ Buchanan. These are all Kalamazoo kids. Right. These Playing are backyard. Chips. Oh, that's why. You know? Hey, I spot no lies, though, even though that yeah. may not have been what you said. I spot no lies. To, to yeah, yeah I, I, you good. know, listen, I love Western. I always love Western, especially because my, my family went there. But for them to think of me like that as, as, a, as a person, you know? Yeah. Like, come on, man. My, my mom and dad went there. I, I'm not saying I would go there, but I'm not going to be disrespectful. Right. You, your parents graduated from there. You can't disrespect, uh, <laughs> you can't all disrespect I hear, mom all and pop. On Saturdays is Roll the boat, roll the boat. I'm like, <laughs> no, I want to roll the boat. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's strange. All right. So let's let's get into the run uh, that everybody knows about. Great run. I was looking back at it to, trying to see if my memory was right. But you guys, you didn't really have like any easy steps along the way. Like a lot of these runs that you see, you know, there's a big upset where you end up avoiding a big team or something. Your run – I guess you could maybe say Stanford kind of got, you know, underdog a little bit, but like through Ohio State, through Syracuse, end up getting Florida, who to me was probably the best team in the country that year at that point. Um, what sticks out? What's most memorable from that run for you? Uh, oh, my God. I mean, first and foremost, it was like the whole time I was just in a, in a daze, you know, because I had never experienced anything like that. And. Ohio State, to get Ohio State first round, I never forget when we saw that we got Ohio State, we were just beyond excited. And that week, going into that game, we were practicing Syracuse's zone in practice because Archie was like, mentally, and to us, he was already telling us, we're going to beat Ohio State. You know, now it was a close game, you know what I mean? But uh, to beat Ohio State, and then, you know, we come back and we play uh, Syracuse that next game, I remember playing in Buffalo and that gym being so unbelievably loud with those Syracuse fans. And, you know, after you win that, then you're on another high. And the funniest thing, I think the funniest thing to me about this whole thing is Stanford was a team we were the least worried about. And they ended up having Chasan Randall, who played in the NBA. He's a point guard, played in the NBA, played overseas Euro League, big time Mm -hmm. player. Dwight Powell, NBA. Yep. Dorian Finney-Smith, NBA. Josh Hustis, NBA. Right, so they ended up having a squad. <laughs> they had a squad, and we felt the most comfortable with them. You know what I mean? And then um, after that, the Florida game, we – we uh, I mean, I've said it before on another podcast. I put that I put that one on Archie. He got upset with us at the end of the first half because we, were, uh, we weren't rebounding well, and, and he put some of our younger guys in kind of prove the point and they that Florida team was so good man they they had that that, that ain't that ain't the time to prove points I'm like aren't you got to go with the dogs right now baby oh man oh man I'm, I'm having PTSD flashbacks he got some oh, Ben Carters in there yeah I don't oh god then we we got it we got a deficit and you know against a team like that you can't be down 12 15 it's too much of a, a, a lead to surmount but I think other than that man just the reaction from Dayton fans, like, when we were in Memphis and we were walking down Beale Street, bro, that's sh- that was like, will always forever live in lore in my mind. It was crazy. It was crazy, man. Like, I think it was 1989. It was 30 years or something since they had last been to the tournament, to the Elite Eight. Sorry, to Elite Eight. Shit, I mean, so shit, it was like, shit, y'all, y'all really put, I mean, it's, 
it's it's not a stretch to say y'all kind of put Dayton like on the map nationally with that run. And I mean, even to the Dayton teams today, you know, they had put, a, put them back in yeah. one ranking last year. Like nothing that happens. I mean, y'all really got the momentum going for Dayton University. Like you got yeah. that forever. Right. And, I, you know, it's cool to say like you started. I mean, we had some uh, really good history before that. But and now today's time. We really like, you know, re, re uh, accelerated it. And <laughs> They got that $70 million renovation after I was gone. Ooh. I went up there. The, the first time I went up there after it was all done, I was like, oh, I was playing in dress. I was playing in a dress when I was here. <laughs> hey, Devo had, Devo had the shorts. 5X shorts. He couldn't see his kneecaps or nothing. The knee pads down to the socks was all one big dress I had on. But it's good, man. I, I like to see the guys doing well. I was disappointed they didn't get to finish that, that run last year, man. I think they were. Final four bound for sure. Yeah, that really fucking good. Yeah, COVID, COVID messed everything up with that. They definitely are gonna yeah. make a run. Yeah. Also, it was pretty hyped that we went farther than state that year. Ooh. <laughs> I just remember because all my people was you know were at state. Come so on, man. Like, Come on, man. There was a lot of talk during that run as you guys picked up some steam. I know. Like, what if they meet? I mean, we got it. We got to get the happen. twice booked. I, I did too. Happen, yeah. Well, because they were on the same side as your bracket, right? So it was one game right. away. Yeah. 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 I think. I think if they would have, when we played Stanford, I think that's when we would have played State. Yes, yeah, I think so. Right, or maybe Florida. I, don't I think know. I no, because didn't State make the Elite Eight? It was fourteen, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think State was on the opposite bracket and lost to UConn. In the Napier game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, but team. so, yeah, one game away, both sides. And then Michigan I'm was sorry. in that Elite Eight, too. We could have had Michigan, Michigan State, Dayton. Look wow. at what we got instead. We got like a seven seed versus an eight seed for the title. Nobody wanted that. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm forever grateful for y'all for knocking that Ohio State team out. Oh, my gosh. Even your boy Amir, though? No, it didn't matter because Aaron Kraft was a PG on that team. So there, speaking of Aaron Kraft, there's the iconic picture. I bet almost all college hoops fans will know the one I'm talking about. Aaron Kraft laying with his hands above his head on the ground right after the buzzer sounds. But I want to point out the most important part of this picture is the fact that you're flexing on the right-hand side of that picture. Nobody realized you know that. You know what's so funny in that picture, though? I had I thought the game was tied, bro. I didn't realize we had won the game. <laughs> I swear. Like, if you watch the full clip, like a highlight of YouTube or something, I'm kind of like, you know, like this. And then I'm like, oh, should we won. And I run over to V because he hit the floater. It's crazy. It felt uh, – listen, as I now that I'm older, I respect Aaron Kraft and just the grind, you know, how he how he does his, his work. But it felt so good to end his college career. It felt, it Especially felt when announcers are just consistently, consistently, I'm like, okay, guys, we get it. Like, Bro, it felt good for everybody. You shut him up. You shut you shut Dan Dockich up. It was good for the the streets needed that dub. That's the announcer I'm talking about. Yeah, the streets needed <laughs> oh, that dub. Oh yeah. Oh man. All right. So post college, you I believe you you played NBA summer league at least that first year yeah. out, right? So yeah. what, I mean, what was the pre-draft process like? Man, you know what? It was, it was, it was a really cool process. I, uh, I got a chance to move out to LA that first year out of, out of college. I had signed with an agency through, through a family friend, a big agency actually. And 
I, it's funny because I was pretty much a small fish in a big pond. It was CAA, you know, wow. and um, one of the best experiences I've ever had. My, my workout group was me, Gary, James Young, TJ Warren, Alfred Payton. Um, one other guy, I forgot who it was. CJ Wilcox, I think. And every day we would go in there and we're doing workouts and one-on-ones. And I got so much better that summer. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to, I had like seven or eight NBA workouts and all of them went pretty well. I remember one specifically, the OKC Thunder workout. I had a crazy workout. I was making everything. And you know who was there? Josh Hustis. Oh. Okay. So we had just beat him in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Then we were at, at the workout and I was busting his ass. <laughs> And I was like, Thunder had a late second round pick. And they and drafted like, him. And they drafted him. I was like, bro, what? Okay, yeah. now he's got a frame, especially at the time he had a frame, NBA frame, but he's done nothing there, you know? Not only did they draft him, though, it was he was a first rounder. Because I remember was. everybody was shocked was he? by that Yeah, pick. no, he was first round because I remember everybody was yeah. tripping. They're like, I can't believe he went in the first round. Yeah, like I remember I was familiar with him just literally because I watched your game against him. But like yeah. I never thought he was a potential first round pick. I remember even on draft right. night, the analysts, Jay Billis and all them were just like, uh, this was a reach. It's 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 funny hearing <laughs> it's funny hearing stories like that too, because when people like yeah. you know, players like that get drafted, you always think, Okay, maybe they had like a crazy good workout, or like the Pistons yeah. didn't draft Donovan Mitchell because he had a trash workout. But then you hear stories like that about how the workouts went, and you're just like wonder what's going on just decision i mean you know it's it's as i've gotten older and then you know and then i went to go play with this the celtics for summer league and i didn't even play i really didn't even play and they they had guys like okay marcus smart smart had just got drafted but they had like kelly olenic who was already there who has had a signed contract and they're like playing him to win the summer league championship i'm like well why am i here then let me go play with someone else you know what i mean Mm-hmm. but this is all a learning experience for me. I don't, I don't know really what's going on. I'm, this is something I'm getting used to, but that just showed me that a lot of it is, uh, it's a business at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I mean, it's political. There's, there's politics to it, just like anything in life, but a lot of it is business. And I think it was a good experience for me, you know, just seeing that and seeing that, okay, just cause you did this, you don't automatically receive that. You know what I mean? Right. It's all part of, it's all part of the journey. It's part of the journey. TMC. Exactly. And if you do that, then you don't, if you, don't, if you do that, then you not win MVPs and finals MVPs in Slovenia. So, you know, right. me and my lady, where you at girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Hey, for everybody out there, make sure you follow Des girl on IG. She has a food blog and it's fire. Plug it. What's, what's the app? I, I think it, I think I, it's, is it snack babe? The snack babe. At the snack babe. Fire. Snack fire babe. Go check it out. Oh. Listen, I, that's my girlfriend, and I love her. And I'm always gonna have her back. But her is good. She <laughs> she gets busy, man. She gets she gets busy. So if y'all want some good ideas, that that's the spot. You already know I follow. <laughs> like everything. So you know, kind of talking about your overseas career, you played in a couple places. I mean, Turkey, Slovenia, Germany, France, uh, just to name a few, right there. Uh, kind of talk about that journey, and you know, what's it like, kind of being, you know, the life of an overseas player. I mean, we've had, uh, I think we had one player on here, Stu Douglas, uh, who actually might have played with you. I think he's he might have been. 
Yeah, but we he kind of talked. He, yeah, he kind of talked about like you know the perception of overseas and what it actually is. And I just kind of want to hear a little more about your journey and your experience over there. Yeah, um, you know what? I think I think more than anything, that's helped me grow into the person, to the man that I am today. Just meeting so many different kinds of people, so many different, seeing so many different cultures, that's added so much to who I am um, because. You know, things are always different when you take a look at them from the outside, you know. So now I can take a look back at home, at America, and see what's going on. And I can look over from uh, from America, look over in Europe and see what's going on. So it's kind of more like a broad perspective of, of everything, which I think is really cool. Um, you know, I, I have days where I'm, like, complaining and, I'll, you know, I'll call my boys back home. Like, man, it's, it's like, man, shut up. You get the hoop. You get to play basketball, you know. And that is 100% correct. I'm beyond blessed. Like the fact that I've been able to do this now, I'm about to finish up my seventh year. I'm hoping I got four or five more years on my body at least. Um, but I think one thing that a lot of people don't fully understand is that you're away from everyone you know, and especially Americans being here, you're away from everyone you know and love for a year, a year at a time. You know what I mean? Like usually, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm blessed. My family, we have the means they can come and see me, you know, every, or every Christmas, my mom and dad and my sister come and see me. But for the first time in 28 years, I didn't see my family on Christmas this year, oh. see, that's you know, and okay, this, this year is a little different. It's, it's been amplified, you know, because of COVID it's, it's one of the craziest years I've ever been a part of, but um, you know, just, just, I wouldn't even say FOMO, but, you know, I'll come home from Kalamazoo and I'm driving down the main street at home and like, that wasn't here. That wasn't there. That wasn't here. You know, like you just miss a lot. I, I have both sets of grandparents that are still alive. I don't even really know anyone else who's, who has that still at our age, you know, like mm -hmm. they're getting older. I'm, I'm, I'm missing it. You know, I'm missing these things. Um, meanwhile, I'm getting yelled at by some foreign coach for <laughs> who knows what God knows what, you know what I mean? Yeah. So those little, those little nuances are, are things, you know, people don't really think about, but overall I'm, I'm, I have no complaints, man. I'm blessed. I've been saving money. I don't have to pay, pay for anything but groceries and leisure activity. <laughs> I was about to say leisure activity. If y'all don't, don't follow Dev on <laughs> IG, he did just cop himself a nice little gaming to go setup. So you know he definitely he, he, he's putting good use to the money though. I see you got you the know? drip on too. You know, so yeah, you know you got to if you if you smart with it, put invest some of it. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. You all good. You all good. But uh, right. So just speaking a little more on your playing career, and like for people out there who don't kind of know about or haven't watched you play before i kind of talk about like your playing style a little bit because i feel like you just you know a little bit of like a point forward type player but you know yeah kind of, kind of describe your game for for the folks out yeah there. i'm i'm like a you know my guy is lebron i'm not saying i'm lebron but brown is my guy and i just how he gets everyone involved does a little bit of everything you know what i mean and from high school i was kind of like that you know the point forward i, I grew late you know I, I didn't grow till six six till i was like middle of my senior year and I was always good at handling the ball. And now here they like to put me at, at the four, at the power forward position, because, you know, four men aren't as big in Europe as they are in the NBA. Mm. And I can handle the ball. So I'm able to get past and make plays for others and finish for myself. And, um, you know, I like to think that I'm a, 
a jack of all trades, Tayshawn Prince kind of guy. Um, and no one likes but, checking, no one likes checking lefties either. That's just, just yeah, you know, it's just we're just trickier, you know. You, are, you just are, so you know. It's just it's unnatural, so, so people don't are really used to it. I got a college but, comparison that I'm curious how Demo will feel about this, but I don't. You probably don't watch much college basketball these days, but Michigan State's no, own Aaron Henry. His game reminded me a ton of your game. I like Aaron Henry. I like Aaron's game. Lefty, he's more do it all. Yeah, do a little bit of everything, man. You know, I just I'm the, the reason I've been like I'm I'm like that is because anytime I've been on a team that's winning, that's who I've been. I'm a guy who's if you need me to go score, I'm gonna go score. If you need me to get people involved, if you need me to rebound, whatever it's it is to win, I'm gonna do that. And you know, the only thing that kind of sucks for me about that is they they've kind of they've been it's been placed on me as being that like point forward at the four when probably my best chance at having that shot that I want at the league is to be a three, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm not going to be guarding Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge and <laughs> Julius Randall. I'm not guarding these guys, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to be realistic with it, mm-hmm. you know, but if you put me at the three, I, you know, I, I can, I can post up smaller three, like, you know, these kind of things are possible, but it's all about, time and opportunity I, I got listen i got i got some years left on this body don't worry hell yeah we ain't giving man we ain't, it's not done yet hell oh, no. yeah. it's, just, it's just getting started and then you know you got joey got joey romance getting shots shots up with you in the summer going through the joey program hey romance i need to know because joey be lying sometimes when y'all run the ones <laughs> when y'all run the ones what's the score to 11 yo <laughs> i've beaten joey I can't even count how many times. One oh. time. Listen, listen, I'm going to give him this because I know he'd be mad if I don't. And I'll hear from him. <laughs> One time we were at Bronson and this man had the day of his life. I remember the last shot he was going left, which first of all, he can never go left. He's going left and he shoots up, goes off one leg, step back. I'm like, I'm now I'm contesting because it's game point, right? I jump at it and he just lost it over. Cash, he's going crazy. People... People up on the track, up on top, like, what the heck is going on down there? <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad that he beat me that day. Oh, cause oh, you'll never. Oh, that that one moment that that's going on forever. You'll never. That's all he that. needed. That's yeah, all he needed. needed. Just one. Just one. I'm just surprised Joey showed up for your workouts. When I hit up Joey to hoop, it's no response. He's a goat. I don't know any. I don't know anymore. That boy's in deep. That boy, Joe. That boy, Joey, be on his ghost mode. <laughs> You gotta go find him. You gotta go grab him. Yeah. Otherwise, he might pull him. You gotta out. go get him. That's that's why yeah, he, exactly. I just text. I text him something bad about Westbrook, and then he'll respond. And then I say, I didn't even. Mean that. I just wanted you to text me back. <laughs> that's a for sure way to get a response from Joey. Hey, facts. facts. Westbrook's been playing well. Yeah, Greg has been playing well. <laughs> he's been playing well. I'm not gonna lie. He's been playing well. I'm not a West. He's been playing well. I've been checking. I've been checking his. I just check his percentages. When his percentages are good, then I'm like. Okay, then then he's playing well, you know. In those rare moments, you're right. right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, question that popped into my head as you discussed everything about your overseas career right now, and I'm loving this interview, by the way. Like, I'm gonna on camera give you credit for being as transparent as you are. Like, we brought a lot of people on here who are (laughs) like, there's a couple subjects I don't want to go to, and they might tell us. Yeah, yeah. Here, so I'm the wheel. The door is open here. I gotta ask it. How many guys in the NBA right now do you think you're a better player than? Like, do you think there's a percentage that, like, 
like there's just guys overseas, including yourself, who are better than guys in the league. Absolutely, man. You know what? It's so funny because I remember when, okay, Luca is an exception, you know, like, but I remember when he was playing and people were talking about him and people at home were like, come on, man, white European kid. I'm like, you don't understand. He's playing this, this Euro league that he's playing in and dominating in. This is the second best league in the world. These are grown men. A lot of these guys played in the NBA and over and over here, especially now, like, Jarebko's over here. I don't even have the list in front of me, but there's 30, 40 NBA guys over here right now. There's guys who, like Miritich is over here. He chose to come over here just so he can be more comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that speaks to, you know, just the, the politics of the NBA, but for sure, man. I, I see, I watch, because when I can, all the games are late, but when I can, I watch highlights of games. And I'm kind of watching some of the guys out there. I'm like, bro, all you have to do is play defense and and make a shot, make threes outside of that. What else do you have to do? You know? And I know, I know a team in downtown I mean, Detroit right now that you could play with yeah. a couple players. I, ain't, I know you ain't going to say the names, but shit, I can say cr- a couple. It's crazy. It's like, I think the only thing that would take some adjusting to initially is just the speed, mm-hmm. but we're all good players. We're all skilled players. You know how much space I have a kid on my team here now, Matt Farrell. He played in the G league last year from Notre Dame. Love yeah. I went to Farrell. Notre Dame. Mac and who? Mac and who? And he's like, bro, there's so much space. Like I'm getting past people here in scoring in the in the paint, and this the defense can literally sit in the paint the whole game. <laughs> there's no defense in three seconds. So think about you getting past someone, and then you have as much space as you need. And I'm a guy who can I can I can shoot, I can finish, I can pass. Mm-hmm. It's I just I, it's just about opportunity, man. It's about time and opportunity. Right. So. So like, but you know, uh, so so I gotta ask you, kind of on top of that. So like, is yeah. NBA the goal, or just kind of get into like a higher league overseas? Like, what I mean, because now you got a taste. I mean, you played in a couple of different countries over there. You experienced the lifestyle. Like, I feel like maybe it, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong. It would take a, a re- it had to be like a really good situation in the NBA to even get there. If you, I mean, if you're playing a high league over in like Spain or something like that. So like, right. what is like kind of the end goal? Yeah, that's crazy because I was literally going to start talking about that. I just, you know, as I've gotten older, I've kind of been, you know, at first it's like, I got to get, I got to get back to sleep. I got to do this. And, you know, a lot of time really in my career, it felt like too much pressure. I was overwhelming myself with it, you know, especially because like to be able to do that as a guy from Kalamazoo, we've never, we don't have many people that have, have had that opportunity. You know what I mean? And uh, as I've gotten older, I, I've just, um, you know, really taking on the TMC mantra, the marathon continues. And for sure, number one goal for me is to at least play at the Euro League level. That's the league that Luca played in. You know, that's the, the, the second, it's yep. considered the second best league in the world. Yeah, that's and like that's Real Madrid, very, that's Barca, and all them teams. Exactly, exactly. That's like a very attainable goal for me. You know, if I can get there, okay, the league is, but I think if I get there and get the opportunity to be in a, organization where you don't have to worry about money being on time and you don't have to worry about you know coaches being like this and your team plays together and everything's good I feel like I like I have in pre at, at K Central at University of Dayton I'll blossom in that area and listen the NBA is always looking for a veteran guy who's going to come in and make the right plays Composo from the, the Nuggets just went over there Brad Wanamaker was in EuroLeague and now he's over there now he's an NBA mainstay you know mm-hmm. So my main goal is to, you know, here in the next 
hope maybe next year, hopefully next year, not next year, the year after to, to, to get that EuroLeague look. And then from there, then we see what my options are. Now, if I got an opportunity to go sit my ass in Madrid and get paid until I'm 36, then I'm, you know, <laughs> but I don't, I, you know, you know, Car, I, I don't know. I think it would be very hard for me to, you know, regardless of what the situation was, if I had an NBA offer, anything to not take it, just to be like, okay, I was in the league, you know? Yeah, like you, yeah. It's just, that's it's, the dream. That's the dream. Every, every, every kid wants to play in the NBA. Like, that's just, that is what it is. Absolutely. Any kid that picks up a basketball one day wants to say they play in the NBA. But I'm not going to lie to you, a Euro League Devin Oliver jersey would go crazy for drip purposes. Like, it could, we could get it going through the Council City. Standing on those hard one. That'd be, that'd be hard. Yeah, that would be tough for sure. That's a good summer jersey. Thanks. Oh, that's great. We, we skipped TBT. Oh, Yes, we did. We had to talk about TVT. What the hell are we doing? Mm -hmm. Got to talk about the run. Got to talk about the tip dunk. Like you, you kind of oh, took, man. you kind of took, you, you kind of took that summer by storm with that TVT going on. Talk about that run and playing with those dudes, and you know, kind of getting back together with them and playing. Yeah, man, that's like it was like the, 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 that year when I had the, the tip dunk. It was like going back to the true team, the Elite Eight team. You know what I mean? And I think that's why we had success in the TBT too, because we we all just want each other to do well. Shit, we trying to win the money, you know. And uh, that was that's that was a lot of fun, man. That that we had the Dayton fans in Columbus, and we kind of got a mini re uh, reimagination of, of our run. And we had a chance. We just we ran out of steam, man. We didn't have enough guys. We we played at our house state uh, team, and I honestly felt like we were better than I had nothing. I couldn't even. I could barely breathe in that game, you know, and uh, we ended up losing to them. They ended up winning that year. And then last year in the bubble, we lost to Marquette and they ended up winning. I was, I was horrendous in the bubble last year though. <laughs> Cause look, we came in and I hadn't worked out at all. I hadn't, I had no workouts previous to that. So like right. I had the season had ended, I don't know how many months ago. And then uh, we were coming over to play and I was like, they had the big, they had the big ass banner of me mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm out there like <sighs> breathing hard. Hey, we still hey, hey, here, hey squad, squad needed you though. So you showed up though. So come on, man. We, we, we're a couple pieces away from, I think really, really, really having an opportunity to play for all that money. Definitely. Are, oh, is, are there, I haven't seen anything. Are there plans to like run that back this summer? Yeah. 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 Uh, July. Actually, tomorrow I'm I'm doing a I'm doing a call with the TVT people tomorrow, so I think they're gonna announce everything tomorrow. Is what I'm sure. So it might be you might be hearing it here first on the Sleepers Podcast. Ooh, oh, breaking news! Exclusives. Exclusives. Uh, Let's get it. <laughs> well, I'm hyped for that though. Well, the TVT. Yeah. That I mean, as a fan watching it, that shit is so much fun. So I can't even imagine what playing it. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm forever grateful. Uh, forever grateful to the TBT because it's basically an opportunity for overseas guys to showcase themselves because people, a lot of people back home don't have the means to watch us when we're playing our games, you know? So it gives us an opportunity to play stateside and on ESPN, all our family and friends can see us. So it's a, it's a, it's a really cool thing, man.
Our, uh, our other TBT people or teams ever recruiting you? Because I feel like once you like make a name with TBT, you know, different teams are popping in and out every year. I could yeah. see you being yeah. a guy like, is overseas elite giving you a call? No, I, I, I was wondering why they hadn't. They can't get me. No, I'm, 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 you know, I'm with the Flyers now, but. Or Red Scare, we here. I mean, I would have thought my man Bader would have called me and been like, yo, Dev, like, <laughs> come win some of this free money. <laughs> <laughs> would have been nice for a little summer check i couldn't believe i couldn't believe it yet right that's that's the thing i'm trying to sell to the guys i need to come play because i'm like yo why don't we make a check in the summer before we go get a check like you're doubling up right you make it you make a check there and you possibly make the check that you could make when you go into your next team even larger from what you play in tbt because i mean right. there's, dudes, there's dudes in tbt who like really made them like they were calling my mans from that overseas elite team, like the European LeBron, what's his name, Kennedy? Yeah, oh, DJ Kennedy, yeah. Yeah, like he was getting like, I mean, he was already killing before that, but like he made a name for himself over here. And people are like, oh. He's like been, he's like, he really has, like he's been chilling. He's in Turkish league this year. We played him oh, already this year. Yeah, busted his ass, you know, but. <laughs> hey, talk but about he's it. chilling. But uh, he's chilling, bro. He, he, he's got four or five TBT checks. Yeah. Yeah. It's over a hundred bands. <laughs> yeah. hundred bands for what a month? Not even a couple oh, weeks. Man. Come on, man. So who's who's on the call list for Red Scare? Let's break some more news. I mean, if you like obviously you got your guys, but like are there some young bulls coming out of Dayton that you think you hit the phone line with here? I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can get Jalen this summer. I'm hoping we get Jalen Crutcher this summer. That would we I've been in contact with him a little bit. I think that's really what we're missing is like a true PG, you know. I would love to get Scooch, but Scooch is a little Hollywood, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the New York guy. He's moving around too much. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would love to get Deshaun, but, you know, Deshaun, Deshaun actually this year is his first year in EuroLeague. He's doing real well. So, you know, he's kind of told me he doesn't want to re- – and I understand that. You know what I mean? Like, it's different when you're when you're at that level. You know, you, you only have so many years, so I get that. But if I had – any idea where Jordan Seibert was, I would ask him to play. <laughs> but I haven't heard from him. Hey, any, any, anybody out there, any Dayton fans listening to this, reach out to everybody. Let's get the band back together. Let's get the boys back together. And let's call Chris yeah. Wright, call Chris Johnson, whoever you guys get online, call him up, man. Get, uh, get my mm-hmm. man E.B. Watson on the squad. Yeah, E.B. can play too, for sure. Is E.B., was he a senior? Yeah, this past year. Yeah, that's hey, you know what? Actually, shout out to EB. I think EB is signing with my agency, Clutch Sports, Clutch Fam. Shout out Clutch Fam. I think EB signing. Uh, he talked to me not too long ago, and I hope he joins our family and then joins Red Scare family, and then we get some money. Hey, it's, only, it's part of the process. <laughs> yeah, you know? Hey, we support that message at the Sleepers Podcast. Very nice. All right, last question for me. I had a note that I've heard stories from TJ. I've heard stories from a bunch of K-Central boys. Barack Obama came to your school on graduation day and little young senior Devin Oliver, state champion Devin Oliver, challenged him to a one-on-one game. That's true, I assume. No one's going to make that story up, right? Right. Yes. He, uh, he, well, when we went across the stage, we got to shake his hand. And, you know, say, thank you, Mr. President. And everyone was up there, like, and going past him, like, 
this is the first black president and y'all just walking across the stage? Come on, man, what are we doing here? Come on, this is Barack Obama. So we get up there and I'm like, hey, how you doing, Mr. I brought it, you know, I brought it in for the whole, we, we coming right here with it. But I, ain't, I, ain't missing, I ain't missing on this opportunity. You saw when he hit uh, KD with it, remember? Yeah, yeah, but they hit players with them. Yeah. <laughs> he went from this to, hey. So I, I just went up to him and I was like, Mr. President, uh, Hey, I heard you can play some basketball, man. I would, I would love to have play a game of one on one sometime. And he kind of like laughed and was like, "Ha ha, no, man, this is the guy who you want to talk to." And he pointed behind him. It was Artie Duncan, the Secretary of Education, who played at Harvard, who still plays in, you know, he plays in the celebrity game. Yeah, yeah. I like Artie Duncan too. He's left-handed. I like, mm -hmm. I like how he plays. Um, so yeah, it was a quick little laugh about that, and uh, that was cool, man. I, I remember he came and talked to like our group of seniors like in a private setting before the, the ceremony was like, we were within 10, 15 feet of him. And he was just talking to us like so casually and, and calm. And it was awesome, man. I got to give him a, a, a commemorative Jersey on good morning America too. Hey, I got the picture. I got the pictures at home. They're like, it's still up there. Yeah. So that was pretty cool, man. Barack is, Barack is that guy. I really wish he would have actually, followed up you know i got that tweet uh, during our senior year from the from the white house you know and at the end it said bo like you know i gotta take you up on this one-on-one -on -one game and i was like i was hitting all the people i knew like yo let's push this like hey, set it up i'm trying to make this actually happen you know i'm still trying to make it happen i know maybe, Brock, maybe he got a little extra time on his hands now maybe you know? i don't know he's not as busy now it might, might as well. And I'm, I'm just glad that you actually got to dab him up. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get a situation of Secret Service trying to take your ass down or something. Right. You know what's so funny? After that, after that, after I shook his hand like that, everyone after that was like giving him love. White girls was giving him hugs. <laughs> Everybody's like, he start, hey, he started, he did it first, so it's okay. Everybody get in there. It's okay. If he's safe, we got definitely going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Uh, so I know Greg got his last question. Is I got to ask, you know, my question for all the Call of Duty players out there. Demo, he he be on, he be on the game, and I have asked the other people on here who play the duty. So what's the go-to loadout right now? Let me know. You know, it's 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 the the FF the FF in the in the car are my are my baby. That's my when it's time to go to work. That's what I'm that's what I'm grabbing. You know, but okay. I'm really, really loving the M16 Mac 10 class right now. I see, you see, there but you, you know what? But but you know what? I had it before the AUG was popping. I promise. Okay. I promise. I'll, I'll I'll go back and check the Twitch clips, and I'll and I'll confirm <laughs> that. But well, that that's to be determined. But uh, yeah, I if y'all don't know, I, we're, we're gonna drop all of uh, Dev's handles like in the bio of this video, so you can go check out his Twitch. It's all, it's dope. His IG is always good stuff. Uh, we're gonna get that Twitch going this summer too, when I got some more time on my hands. Okay, so, yeah, it's we're gonna get that rolling. I've checked into a couple streams before. He be you know what I'm saying, get his little snipes off and whatnot. Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get more. It's consistent, you know. It's consistency. I feel, you, I feel. You. And then, yeah. of course, what's what's going on in the music rotation right now? What you got spinning right now? You know what? I haven't really had anything going crazy lately, huh? I mean, you know what? I'm gonna go check. Gotta know. I, I know I, you I, had, the, I know you had the Rod Wave in rotation. Absolutely. I was gonna say the main thing I've been listening to is is the Rod Wave. Um, you know, I, lately I've really been kind of tapping in back into a lot of Nipsey. I've been listening to a lot of Mac lately. Okay. Just been at the crib and I just let Mac play and 
Uh, but I'm waiting on some new music for some people from some people, man. I'm I know Drizzy's about to come out here soon. Um, who else? Uh, someone else is. Oh, Young Thug's dropping Friday. Thug's dropping. There's so much music available now, though. It's like I can't even keep up half the time. You, you listen to any uh any uh UK type stuff over there? Any uh, overseas rappers? Uh, you know what? Actually, one of my teammates is from London, and he he's put me on he's put me on some stuff. I was like, you like you like Skepta, huh? He's like, no, nah, we don't even like Skepta. He like <laughs> they got like completely different people, and some of it's cool, but I can only listen to that accent rapping for so long. Not for you. Yeah, but the uh, raps is a Drake feature, like two per album. Yeah. I'm okay with that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fire every time. So. <laughs> it is, it is. We need some new music, though. Really, facts, we definitely do. But, I can't uh, hear no more. Body, yada, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, it's kind of hard, though. I like that Cardi B song. If it's up, if it's up, see, you be on it TikTok. makes me mad. You be on TikTok, don't you? Listen, I'm way too old for TikTok. Last summer, I Dev, tried to start one. Dev, I was like, Dev, 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 you're not too old for TikTok, dog. Let me tell you this. Don't you're listen not. to this, man. Don't do yeah, it. I, I can't. I'm not trusting him, Greg. I don't know <laughs> what the hell is going on on that app. Bro, you think you are, but then you get on the right for you pages. Like me, I'm on a golf page. So I see some golf tips. I see food. I see all types of stuff on there. I'm telling you, you think you're going to get on there eventually. I know you are. So I got to give it a second chance. I promise you, you'll be posting okay. TikToks. <laughs> snack babe on tiktok i feel like that's more up her she's alley. gotta be on tiktok she's got it she's not but she's working on it it's, okay. it's, it's coming soon she's yeah stay tuned stay tuned stay tuned all right thank you so much demo we really appreciate sure, it fellas. if people want to stay up on everything new with demo or potentially <laughs> wow you hooping how do they do that and carson carson carter said it instagram twitter so I, I I get some good tweets off every now and then on Twitter when I when I when I'm feeling a certain kind of way. Um, Are there a way to stream your than, games? What's the best way for us to to watch your actual games? That's what I'm saying. I don't even know. It's, Greg, it's difficult. Greg, Greg's Listen, saying that. Greg's saying that like he doesn't bet. Greg's saying that like he don't bet on those games over there and got some links that he just don't want to drop. He just doesn't want to get them banned. Hey, I, no, I just need to get the little <laughs> he need uh, links. Twitter scouting reports. And then, you know, I'm putting like, do it. Hey, we got to get, we got to get your team to stream some games or something. They can stream on like Facebook or something. We need to see. Yeah, we need no, to bro. It's, it's tough. When you, when I, once I get to EuroLeague, we'll be good. Cause I'll just, you just download the EuroLeague app and you right in there. It's no problem. You know there what I mean? Go. There we go. Yes, sir. Perfect. But, uh, Dad, we appreciate you joining us, man. Taking some time out of your day. Um, and, uh, you know, best of luck over there. We'll be tuning Appreciate in. Appreciate you, fellas. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.